Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1233 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. Quickly in Liassi, Five Floors text line. Mitch says you laid out a very good explanation on why bringing a player in like Duncan Keith makes sense. Camrose Flint adds wonderful case for Keith, uh, Bob, that you just made. This texter completely disagrees. Uh, Bob, Chris Chelios was not in production decline when he was acquired by Detroit. Look at his numbers and get real, man. If you keep pushing people to believe that Keith is still good, he probably isn't. Using his reputation as an argument for his current play is laughable, says this texter, who did not leave their name, uh, by the way. Uh, his ice time per game doesn't mean anything when he's been outscored since 2017. Outscored when the most common teammate on the ice was Patrick Kane. He might be, not be toast. But he's not a second-line defenseman on a contending team. And my point is, and I brought up Chelios and Murphy and Rafalski and Stewart, veterans at Detroit, all at it. And Chelios played nine more seasons with Detroit till the age of 45. The player that Keith is most like in size, in, in, in conditioning level, and in talent is Chelios. And I said, you know what? He comes to Edmonton in theory, and there'll be other teams interested in him, and maybe Chicago doesn't trade him. But in theory, he slots in as a second pairing left shot D. And now we have people that obviously must have watched Duncan Keith play 56 games during the course of the regular season. Now we have people texting the show to say he can't play second pairing left shot D. And then I added, veteran players experience on the back end especially can help out and i bet you if you polled the oilers key players they would say we need a couple more veterans in the lineup let's go to our nhl insider john shannon for legacy heating and uh, cooling uh john joined us on the river Cree resort and casino hotline and speaking of legacy heating and cooling pay no overtime rates on their 24 7 service repairs that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling john how you doing Great, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, what is your take on? And and there's look, he's there's going to be other suitors out there for Duncan Keith. He may ultimately not get traded at all. Uh, but in your opinion, would he make sense in Edmonton as a second pairing left shot D? Uh, factoring it in that we're not sure where we're at with Oscar Clough, Bob. Well, I, well, you beat me to it. I, I think that's the key to all of this. As soon as the stories came out that Duncan was exploring, and, and let's let's tell the truth here, Duncan is exploring options. It's not the Blackhawks. It's Duncan Keith exploring options. Um, my first question is, okay, well, where is Oscar Kleppbaum in this? Has Ken Holland had his discussion with Kleppbaum about his future with the organization? Where is surgery with that? How is the healing process? To me, that has to be answered in a manner that is acceptable to the organization before you make the approach on Duncan Keith. Now, do I think Duncan Keith can help the Oilers? I do. Um, I, I, you know, the, the, the question of is he, a, is he a second pair guy or a third pair guy is a fair question. 
the, the intangibles to me, though, are just as important uh, as anything else. And, and, and Bob, you're, you've been around this hockey club a long time. Um, leadership on the ice on this team is very young. If you could put a body, and let, let's forget about money right now, and let's not worry about the topology about it. And, and, and if you could put a body of Duncan Keats' DNA in the dressing room to help teach players to win, is that something you want to contemplate? My answer is yes. My answer is, and, and then, and secondarily, okay. We like Duncan Keith as a leader. We like Duncan Keith of what he can help the young guys to, to learn the sport and learn how to deal with adversity. Then the question becomes, is can he help you on the ice? And, you know, I think that, I, I, I think that at times I did not see Duncan play a lot this year. I, I probably saw him eight times this year. Uh, I, think you, I, I think you have to look at where this game is, and I would say if you could put him as a third line, a third pair guy, then he's worth it. But that's a lot of money for a third pair guy. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I, I maybe saw six games that Chicago played all season. That was not a team I watched a lot. One thing I noticed, they don't play with a lot of structure, and they let him go offensively. And he had adventures in babysitting with who he was paired with. He was paired with uh, Ian Mitchell. He was paired with Adam Boquist. I'm not even sold Adam Boquist can defend. You know, he's certainly got some offensive instincts, John. Uh, I, I think he has to be a second-pairing guy. If he, You know what? If you're making this deal, given the amount of money that he is, yeah. He's got it, and 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 John, he's he's led Chicago in ice time fourteen of the last sixteen years. He's played first parent. Like here's the thing, you talk about importing leadership, and that's what you're doing. People will say, well, look, you two old, you know what? Uh, didn't we go down this road with Ference and Lucic before? And we know players like Lucic don't age well. I was surprised how quickly it started to go downhill for Milan. I'll be the first to admit to that. Ference was 34 when he came here and had never played higher in a good team than as a number five defenseman in his career. That's that's like, he was, he's never an, uh, a top-pairing guy. He, maybe one year in Calgary he might have been a second-pairing guy, but for me, Ferris mm-hmm. was always a third-pairing guy. And it's tough to lead when you're in those spots. Whereas when you're playing top four minutes or in the top six, I think it's easier to come in and assist in leadership. What do you think, the, what do you think a guy like Connor or Leon would be saying about bringing in somebody like Duncan Keith? Uh, well, I, I mean, heaven forbid me speaking for two of the best players in the game, uh, but I think their answer would be if they if he can help us, we want him. And it, 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 here's here's the one thing. When you talk about Andrew Ference and, and Milan Lucic without slagging either of them, I, I think there's a familiarity with a lot of people in this organization. Uh, from Dave Tippett, Ken Holland, Bob Nicholson, there's a great familiarity with Duncan Keats' DNA. And I think that I think that is, that's a positive in all of this. They've seen what Duncan Keith can do. Listen, if Duncan Keith can get back down to playing 17 minutes a night, 18 minutes a night, maybe that will prolong his career one more time. Uh, and, and and that's not a bad thing for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, he this is he, the 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 challenge of culture change in any organization is trying to find winners, trying to find winners. Well, you know what, Duncan Keith's a winner. Uh, 
Um, Duncan Keith has, has, you know, willed his way to what he has become. And, and quite frankly, he's going to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame at one point in his, in his life. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. If you can add a Hall of Famer, albeit for the short term, um, I, I think it might be worth it. You know, I, I, I back into what Larry Robinson did as a player in Los Angeles. Now, Duncan, he's not Larry Robinson, but I think I think the intangibles that Robinson brought to L.A. at a certain point got helped get that team through a few key playoff series. So I, I think there is I think there is some upside. Is, is it a hundred percent upside? No. But I think there is some upside of having Duncan Keith in an Edmonton Oilers sweater. You know what's funny is is a lot of people are bringing up the numbers and the raw data, and, and that's fair, and, and that's part of it, and that's an evaluation tool out there. I'm just going to get everybody right now. Let's listen to ask themselves a question. In the Edmonton Chicago play-in series last year, who was the best defenseman on the ice? Hey, Duncan Keith was. You know he was. Absolutely, Duncan Keith was. No, I, I, you know, and, and I, I tell you what, it's hard. I, I, I and I make no secret. I'm not the biggest numbers guy. I'm not the biggest analytics guy. Yep. But the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chicago Blackhawks at times were up and down like a yo-yo or like on a roller coaster. So the analytics sometimes lied to what they were. They weren't in the end. They weren't a very good hockey team. And Duncan Keith got put in a, a you know some pretty precarious situations on the ice. Hey, but, so let me ask you this, Bob. You're, who, who would you play him with? Tell me who you're playing him with. I'd play him with Adam Larson. That's, what That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Adam can be stay at home and Duncan can take a few chances. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, and I just, I'm just thinking that when push came to shove and the bullets were flying against the Winnipeg uh, Jets, the Oilers' two pairings were Nurse and Barry and Chris Russell and Adam Larson. They, yeah. didn't pl- they, yeah. didn't play- they didn't play Cuckoo and uh, Ethan Bear from the middle of the third period on in that game against Winnipeg. Yeah, so- that's, that, 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 listen, that game's an anomaly. That game's an anomaly. That, you know, somebody got into the doghouse and shouldn't have been in the doghouse. I, I don't and then know. Got, bur- got burned at the end. You yeah, know that I, as well. As and, I. and I'm not sure that Cuckoo should have ever been out of the rotation. I would have played five. No, he shouldn't have been. Of course, he shouldn't have been. But if so you the, the, other, the other question is, is what, it, it, when you talked about him putting with Adam Boquist uh, in Chicago, could Duncan Keith help Evan Bouchard? Absolutely. You know, and that's. I mean, that's look, Chris. I brought up Chris Chelios. They're kind of they're like Chelios played with a little bit more snarl, but don't ever underestimate the in the gamesmanship that Duncan Keith had on the ice. He did some stuff that was pretty. He created a little yeah. bit of bit of right, and though uh, Chris Chelios went when when Detroit made that trade, they got lit up. They gave up Erickson and two number one picks for thirty six year old Chris Chelios. The guy played nine more seasons for Detroit, at, you know, until he was forty five. John, I'm telling you right now, Jerry Johansson didn't pick Duncan Keith up for this, you know, for the next two years of wherever he goes to be the last two years. Duncan Keith, the plan for Jerry and Duncan is to keep on playing. And I think when a guy's built like that, you know, has that level of commitment to to being in shape and being on top of it, it, you don't even necessarily have to be paired with a guy like Bouchard or potentially down the road Broberg, but it's a great le- uh, learning tool for those guys to grow around as well. Uh, hey, listen, I, I I don't think we can ever underestimate the influence that he can have on a guy like Larson, on a guy like Darnell Nurse. 
And I mean, I, I think I think that that might be worth the risk alone. It might be worth the risk alone. And I, I don't, I, I'm not necessarily buying the Chelios comparisons. Just uh, you know, I, but at the same time, I understand what you're trying to say. I, I, I'm a I'm a Duncan Keith fan. Uh, I think that I think that he would help the culture a lot, and then put in the right position amongst the six defensemen. He could be an asset. Raider Jesse texts the show to say, Bob, as you know, I'm a numbers guy. I have more Good. time for he goes. I have more time for Keith than most, but I don't think it's a smart bet uh, to put him in and carry a second pairing role. Duncan Keith only makes sense as a second pairing lefty if he's a clear number four. So he must be. Uh, we so we best be signing Dougie Hamilton for right D, or as a lecture as a Keith would be a luxury number five to mentor Bouchard. He shouldn't be carrying the load in the second pairing. Chicago should not be getting value on the full salary either from Raider Jesse. Um, I believe, you know, like maybe there's a way you can work a third team into it, but I would suggest to you that, I mean, we have people, John, that think the Blackhawks are going to take James Neal back and then buy him out. Duncan Keyes owed $3.6 million over the next two years. The buyout on James Neal would be $7.6 million. Uh, no chance that that scenario's happened. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. It's just the way it is. No, but, I, again, I think this all, the domino effect of this all starts with Tell me what's going on with Oscar. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Not yet. Not yet. Know yet. But we might uh, know. Kenny supposed to. Kenny's supposed to have a meeting with him at some point, and then yeah. I think then and certainly the organization will have a better idea. Yeah, absolutely. All right. A uh, couple other quick hitters. Are you hearing anything at all? Uh, speaking of Dougie Hamilton, uh, Dougie Hamilton and Seth Jones, and what about Zach Hyman or Taylor Hall? Anything on those fronts? Uh, uh, nothing yet. Of course, we're you know we're we're still three and a half weeks away. Um, you know, I I think the Maple Leafs are are probably st- sitting at about uh, four and a quarter million dollars that they can afford to pay on Hyman, and probably no more than uh, four years. And uh, so I think Todd Reynolds, who's his agent. Uh, knows the parameters. If Zach wants to stay at home and live in Toronto, that's uh, that's that's a four four years and eighteen million dollars. So I, I think that's what he's probably living with at some point uh, in the future. And and if he wants to stay in Toronto, so file that one away. Uh, nothing in on Seth Jones, but I must admit, uh, with the tragedy that happened in the last couple of days in yes in in Michigan with the Columbus goaltender, I don't think we'll hear much from the Blue Jackets for the next little while. Um, so, and, and the Dougie Hamilton one is interesting. I, I, this is, this is Tom Dundon 101 in my mind. Um, his people, and when I say his people, Don Waddell and Eric Tolsky, they know where the market is. And to give a Dougie Hamilton a chance to go out and try to, you know, try to create a deal is brilliant at this point in the flat cap era. And that's Tom Dundon just brings another idea to the table in order to try to make Dougie Hamilton understand is we've got a good deal for you here. You can go away. You can try to shop yourself. But you know what? Come back and you'll have a good offer from us at some point. So I, I still think in the end Dougie Hamilton's going to end up back in Carolina. Well, I know this. We have people texting the orders have to be in on Dougie Hamilton. You don't get to be in on every. You don't get to be in on every player. That's just the reality. Like you know what? You got a chance to be in on Keith. 
Uh, you know, some people say, well, what about Jamie Alexiak? Elliot thinks he's got a backdoor deal in place of Dallas. Others have said, what about Jake McKay about a Buffalo? Uh, I think he either stays no, in Buffalo or, or, no, uh, or stays here, in the here, States. Here, and here's the other thing. Anytime, if, if you, any Oilers fan that is starting to spend money on a number one defenseman, if, if, and, and quality dollars on a guy like Dougie Hamilton, ask yourself the question, how would it affect Darnell Nurse? Because uh, every concept, every concept has to have what happens with Darnell next summer, right? Well, we know what's going to happen. He's going to get an eight-year extension if he wants, well, and, and, and the orders are going to have to open up the checkbook, and it's going to have a... It's seven and a half plus number. That's the reality of the situation. He wants to be here. He wants to be part of the solution to help the team. That, uh, need, and he'd be another guy that would say we could use a little bit more experience on the back end and championship pedigree. Yep. yep. So there you go. Hey, uh, John, it is 1250. Uh, quick one for you. Is there like they're, they're having some storm situations down in Florida right now. Is there concern? Like, is is are there any parameters? Like, I mean, the, the Stanley Cup could be over tonight, and based on how yeah. Tampa's played, it, it distinct possibility. But is there any concerns about flying back in there right now? Uh, not that I've heard, but I mean, let's face it: the, the team won't fly tonight anyway. The team, the team will stay in Montreal tonight and and fly tomorrow. Uh, and then they'll play here. I mean, there's, I, I can assure you, there's not one person in the, other than the traveling secretary or the traveling person, that's uh, con- concerned about uh, um, uh, about the hurricane or the storms in in Florida right now. They're just concerned about making it a four-old victory in the Stanley Cup final. All right, great stuff, John. Appreciate your time. Yep. Talk to you soon. All right, here we go. Let's bang off some text. V says, I find it funny that a lot of people that think Keith is too old, but then they would want to turn around and sign Ryan Getzlaff. I'd be happy for Keith for the right price and the right cap hit. I'll always bet, adds V, on elite players later in their career. How much would Keith help guys like Broberg and Bouchard? Uh, and if Clefbaum isn't coming back, couldn't you just take uh, back Keith's contract for 4.16 and then just be a wash with Clefbaum on the LTIR? Well, then you would need a little bit of cap space uh, being retained by the Chicago Blackhawks. And some might, some have said, well, what about a smaller thing, like maybe moving tourists back? I'm led to believe it would not, at this at this time, and maybe it changes, because we have an expansion list that has to be in July 17th. Today's the, the 5th. So what is true today may not be true in seven or eight days from now. Um uh, but time will tell in that regard. I mean, I'm led to believe that Chicago doesn't want to retain any money on Duncan Keith. Again, Duncan Keith kind of sprang this on them. And uh, now he's also got a no-movement clause. So he's picking and choosing where he's going. And certainly if you read between the lines of certain people you may talk to uh, that are in the Keith camp, there's an openness to play here. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. And again, sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. I remember back in 2011, the summer of Steve. Eric Belanger, Ben Eager. The orders bought Eric Belanger's last year out. Um, you know what? Even last October, 
Uh, the Oilers didn't end up getting Jacob Markstrom. On the Friday, they signed Kyle Turris to your deal, 1.65. Most people thought that was a pretty good bet, myself included. I'm like, well, surely he can play as a third-line center. Then the next day, they got Tyson Berry, one year, 3.75. I know that Brian Unlott and myself were elated and thought perfect fit for the Oilers. Okay? And then Mike Smith got signed later that day, and people went nuts. This organization sucks. You guys are brutal. Then the Oilers started the year three and six. Tyson Berry was like minus eight, had two points in his first nine games. Mike Smith was hurt. Turris was struggling. Well, final 47 games of the regular season, Tyson Berry ends up leading NHL defenseman in scoring. Mike Smith has a really good regular season. So those evaluations changed a little bit. Then we get into the playoffs, and the Oilers weren't deep enough and good enough. And Winnipeg had a goalie had put up a 950 save percentage. And so we started to we, – I actually followed one – see, when you text Oilers now, it goes back five years to the text that you sent to the show at that number. And I, there's a guy that was ripping the organization back in October – Lighting the organization up when the team was three and six, had done a complete about face on Mike Smith in particular, and then turned around and ripped the organization again when they crashed out in four straight games to Winnipeg. I thought Edmonton would win the game, the series in six against Winnipeg. Why wouldn't I? Edmonton had won six straight regular season games. Connor Hellebuck put up a 950. Did not get to that level against Montreal. And Mark Scheifele took himself out of the series one game in. Oh, by the way, the best power play in the league really didn't get a chance to benefit from having the power play a multitude of more times than the Winnipeg Jets. And Edmonton outshot Winnipeg by six shots per game, which is a lot in a series. It's all about perspective. 12.55 in Edmonton. will step out for 30 seconds. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Jet. 12.56 in Edmonton. A year ago, people would have said Duncan Keith was a first-pairing defenseman and they were unsure if Darnell Nurse was. Now we're all acknowledging Darnell Nurse is a first-pairing defenseman. And there are people saying that Keith is only a third-pairing D-man. <laughs> it's all about perspective, I guess. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Quickly, uh, former defenseman Mark chimes in. Well, who would we have to give up to acquire Keith? I personally wouldn't do anything more than a one-for-one swap prior to the expansion draft. Jones for Keith works for me. It would work for both parties. It would clear cap space for Chicago to go out and acquire Seth Jones or Hamilton. It would give the Oilers the veteran leadership they are desperately in need of. Clefbaum is heading to Robodaw Island, says former defenseman Mark. The Oilers can't pin their future on an unknown quantity regarding one Oscar Clefbaum. Yeah, well, we're not sure where that's at right now. Hey, golfers looking for a great VIP golf trip. Join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains at Whistler, B.C. Package includes airfare and private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar and meal. Three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel golf tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now. They get a free upgrade on a one-bedroom suite. To book your tea time, reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Still to come, 
Former Edmonton Oilers assistant, now assistant GM of the Seattle Kraken, Rick Olchek today at 105. Gene Principe at 135. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.